Welcome to another segment of Linking the Wealth with your host, Akindale Akinyami, the president and the CEO of the Global African Business Association. And I'm going to take a few moments in this podcast to help you understand the power of the black woman, not just here in the United States, but around the world. As you know, we have a police brutality issue that's going on here in the United States. Hey, police brutality has been around since slavery. And the reality is, is that while we focus mostly on men being killed by the police, oftentimes we don't give enough attention to the women who are being killed by the police. But nevertheless, it's important that we as black men stand up for those sisters who have been killed by the police, who are victims of abuse, whether that's domestic abuse, sexual violence abuse, and I'm going to throw a good one out there for you, religious abuse. You see, the black woman is the mother of all civilization. And because she's the mother of all civilization, it's imperative that we protect her and respect her and honor and love our black women first. And the reason that we should honor and love our black women first is because they have been on the front lines of most if not all movements for black men since slavery, since civil rights, black power movements, and other African-related movements around the world. So I find it disrespectful, disgusting, and absolutely foolish to continue to oppress our black women through religion, through using misuse of scripture to control her. You see, I often talk about, to the Global African Business Association, about the fourth industrial revolution. Now, the fourth industrial revolution is where cyber and physical spaces merge. So you see these things like artificial intelligence, um, cybersecurity, coding, things of that nature, and 5G. Well, as the decade goes on, by the end of this decade, we will be experiencing the fifth industrial revolution. And part of that fifth industrial revolution is not going to just be cyber physical spaces and the advancement of cyber physical spaces, but it's also going to be a human shift and the way we view things globally. And this, and what that means is you're going to find more people gravitating towards women in leadership and academia, and most importantly, move in the direction of this planet on a much higher scale. Countries like Rwanda that suffered a Uh, Genocide back in 1994, they have the highest representation of black women in in lawmaking in their parliament today in 2020. Other countries need to follow suit like Nigeria, Ghana, Kenya, 
if we have a chance of preparing ourselves for this decade. The reason I'm bringing this up about black women is because it pains me to see that so many black women are victims of rape, victims of sexual violence, child, marriage, and the likes. And I just think it's wrong. I pride myself that 80% of the Global African Business Association, its membership are women. Uh, I have made a pledge to protect our women by any means necessary. And I know my brothers in GABA believe the same thing. But more importantly, it's not just protecting our women, but it's also giving them the tools of mobility to move, move themselves and their children and their grandchildren into the 21st century. I strongly believe that women are great leaders. Women are, are change agents. Black women have always been trendsetters throughout history. I think those things are very important to say. And I think it's um, ridiculous to continue to put our women on the back burner of things in the 21st century uh, because you're using a patriarchal uh, type of philosophy, or cultural philosophy or religious philosophy that um, a woman should just stay in the home, make babies and cook and clean. Well, I reject that. I think a woman deserves education. Uh, I think women deserve empowerment. And most importantly, women deserve to be legacy builders to help move our African diaspora in the 21st century. So it, it kind of upset me to see that so many um, African men, mostly Nigerian men, are quiet about this young lady, uh, Miss Alawatoan, um, who was 19 years old um, in, ja in, in Tallahassee, Florida. She was murdered at the hands of another black man. And her family, from my understanding, rejected her because she was a lesbian. Now, whether you agree with um, that lifestyle or don't agree with that lifestyle, that's your personal choice. You have that right um, to, to pick or choose, but we don't have the right to take a life because of the lifestyle, and we don't have a right to reject our children because of a particular lifestyle. And I thought, you know, when I read the report, it broke my heart. I put out a statement immediately um, from, on behalf of GABA that we, we stand behind black women and this, this kind of death um, will not be tolerated. This is the same young lady at 19 that stood, uh, that stood um, protesting about police brutality and Black Lives Matter and the protection of black men. And then we have a black man turn around and murder her. And I haven't heard or seen any um, press releases or statements given about um, the protection of black women based on this particular murder within the African, and especially the Nigerian community, other than the statement I put out. I think that's a problem. And I think we need to change the way we do business and the way we change our culture if we're gonna be taken seriously. See, here's what black men don't understand. A black woman is not just an object. She's your, she's not just a helpmate. She's your spiritual mate. And she is the person that is helping you on the offense 
of your relationship. You understand that? The offense of your relationship, whether it's business, whether it's academic, whether it's personal, whether it's professional, to ensure that the team wins. And I think that's very, very important to understand as black men. Black men must understand that we have an obligation to support our black women in order to transform the community in which we live in. Oftentimes we've gotten away from that type of thinking um, because we get caught up in what um, society uh, defines what a relationship should be or a marriage should be. But your natural partner really is just a black is a black woman. You may disagree with me, but you know I'm letting you know in your disagreement that there will be no other woman that can rise higher than a black woman as your natural mate. And for those reasons, we have an obligation as black men to take care of our sisters. I think that's very, very key and very important. And I'm saying that because, you know, black women deserve kings and they deserve not just a kingdom, but a queendom here in the 21st century. They deserve protection. They deserve quality education. They deserve uh, elevation. They deserve peace. And they deserve vision and purpose. Not just in a personal relationship, but in a professional relationship as well. So that when they win, we win, and the community wins at large. I think those things are very key and very important to understand. We have to keep our hands off our black women. Our black women are not punching bags. They're not, um, they're not um, sexual objects. Uh, they're not, um, um, you know, women that you play uh, with their emotions with, you know lie to, scam, cheat, um, use the Bible as a tool of oppression. Um, things of that nature have to stop with black men. This whole patriarchal nonsense, as if we're in the late 19th century, early 20th century, has to stop. This leave it to beaver mentality where the woman stays at home and you go out and work has to stop. You can be in these, in, um, let me just make it real clear. You can be a conservative, okay? You call yourself a black conservative. You can have conservative values, Christian values, and not oppress your black woman. I really mean that. You can quote all the scripture in the world as you see fit. But if you don't understand the power of listening to your woman, the power of impacting your woman, and most importantly, the power of understanding your black woman to move this community forward from a Christian perspective. You've already lost the war in your own home before you even uh, decide to step outside and see what the world is about. You've already lost. You could be a Muslim. You can sit up here quote scripture from the Quran and la ilaha illallah watuhu la shurik alahu alhamdulillah rahmanir rahim you can continue 
uh, reciting Surat al-Fatiha, but if you do not understand your black woman, if you don't understand her vision, her purpose, and if you're not listening to her, you've already lost the war already. I guarantee you. We as black men have to do better in this decade to support black women. We have to unapologetically love our sisters. And also, let me just say this. It's okay to it's okay to cry in front of your black woman. It's okay to be emotional in front of your black woman. And that's not a sign of weakness. That's a sign of opening up, letting her know that you truly care. Okay? And so, you know, what that said, we as black men have a lot to uh, a lot of work to do with ourselves and prepare ourselves to be with a good sister that's going to move us in the 21st century. Black women, as much as we love you, there's some things we want you to do as well. Number one, all black men are not dogs. So let's remove that notion from the mindset. All black women are not dogs. I mean, all black men are not dogs. Excuse me. All black men are not dogs. Number two, all black men don't need to be in a friend zone. You know, that's a good brother, but maybe that brother needs some assistance in some areas of his spiritual and sometimes physical growth. Don't just put the guy in a friend zone because you're chasing this other guy up the street to have a lack of quality and a lack of respect for you. And you want to change that person instead of building with your future wealth builder. We have to stop this nonsense. That's high school stuff, a friend zone. If you like the man, show some interest. Okay. We also have to understand the power of prayer. If you have a black man that's a praying man, pray with that man. Meditate with that man. Make sure, call that man in the morning before he goes to work. Leave a voice note just to check on him to ensure that he is all right. Communication is key and the building, the foundation of wealth between black men and black women. Communication is key. If you don't know how to communicate with the person that you claim you love, you're already behind the eight ball. And I guarantee you this, you'll be on the losing end of the stick. Because if you're not communicating with your man, how is he supposed to know what to do in terms of leading this, helping lead this uh, team to a victory? Gossip, ladies. What are you gossiping about your man for? That's a that's that's a no-no. You can't gossip with your brother that you claim you love. You opening Pandora's box with your so-called girlfriend. And the reality is, I'm saying all this to you to say that we have to learn to start loving each other again as black men and black women. You understand? We have to start loving each other. We have to start praying with each other. We have to, you know, we have to take care of each other in terms of our mental health, our physical health. You understand? Our emotional health. We have to learn to start. See, we can sit here and talk about black power and race matters and race first. 
But if we're not talking about black love between black men and black women, right here, right now in the 21st century, to help build a nation in our community to generate the wealth, then all we're doing is taking a walk in the park with no direction. That's pretty much it. We can't talk about race matters or race first, and we're not talking about black love. The black man and black woman are made for each other. We want to protect our black women, and we want to love our black women unapologetically and unconditionally without hesitation. Anybody that tells you that you're a racist, I'm talking to my black men now, anybody tells you a racist because you love your black woman first is not your friend and sure as hell is not an associate of yours. You need to just remove them from your existence and keep the train moving. Any black, black, black women, any person that tells you that we live in a different society that anyone can do and get with anybody, you tell them, thank you, but I love my black man first. And see, when we declare our love for each other in public, in the public square, our communities become better. Our churches and masjids become better. Our cities become better. Our lifestyles become more healthier. When we add communication, when we add balance, when we add uh, uh, respect and integrity and accountability towards one another, we become one within the home. Our marriages, is, our marriages become not just a, 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 just a, 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 a connection between husband and wife, but it becomes a legacy builder for the next six generations of your marriage that can set off the wealth to empower us in our community. So I'm going to end with this by saying this to you. We have an obligation to love one another. Stop being afraid of each other. Black woman, we love you and we care about you and we want to move the needle to the next step. And we have to protect you. And you know, anytime there's an attack whether that woman is straight, gay, or otherwise, transgender, anytime a black woman is attacked, right? We have an obligation as black men to stand up and say enough is enough. Anytime a, a, a black woman, whether that black woman is uneducated, miseducated, or well-educated, is attacked, we have an obligation to stand up and say enough is enough. Anytime a black woman is a victim of rape culture, whether you're in Nigeria or otherwise, we have an obligation to stand up as black men and say enough is enough. We're not going to stop. We're not going to participate in this foolishness anymore. And we should arrest the perpetrators who continue to uh, do this nonsense towards our sisters. Period. Point blank. So we got to stop rape culture and we have to stop the violence towards our women and we need our black women to understand that all black men are not dogs, that we're not cheaters. We don't, we don't participate in 
high school mentality nonsense, but there are some good brothers out here that want to love you, that want to adore you, and most importantly, want to respect you and protect you to move us in this and move us in this direction, not just the fourth industrial revolution, but we want to prepare you as a black woman for the fifth industrial revolution. Thank you for listening to Linking the Wealth. I'm your host, Akindale Akinyami. And if you want to learn more about the Global African Business Association, go to GABAnetwork.com. That's GABAnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Linking the Wealth with your host, Akindale Akinyami, the president and CEO of the Global African Business Association. Tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about Black Lives Matter, the real story. It is true that Black Lives Matter. And I'm not talking about what you see on TV with white folks. I'm talking about black lives like like mine. Black lives like our children of African descent. Black lives like our women of African, Caribbean, and the diasporan descent. You're right. Black lives do matter. But apparently when it comes to a white power infrastructure and when black people get up and stand up and talk about the injustices that go on not just in this country but around the world our lives are ignored so you have these white liberals Now, white liberals, in my eyes, are the enemy. Here's why. White liberals will come into a black community and they will say, I'm on your side, brother. I'm on your side, sister. And they inject all this nonsense like feminism and all this other nonsense that have absolutely nothing to do with black people. Nothing. Going around, tearing up property, defacing property. See, white liberals who cry about Black Lives Matter, they will never bring their ass to the hood. They're not coming over here in the hood, tearing up property. They know what time it is. So these white liberals are not your friends, black people. They're not. I trust a white conservative more so than a white liberal. Hell, at least a white conservative will tell me in my face. I believe in the Confederacy. I believe in low taxes, and I don't think you should get a damn dime. Go work for it yourself. I can respect a white person, conservative, man or woman, that can tell that to my face, because I know where you're coming from. What's insane is these black liberals and these so-called Black Lives Matter movement You don't see these people protesting the level of violence that's going on within our black community. 
you don't see that. What you see is them protesting the police, talking about defund the police. Would you really want to defund the police in the middle of uh, uh, post 9-11 world with terrorism that can strike at any place at any time in this country? Would you really defund the police? Hmm? You know, police. if you're serious about police reform, you should be saying instead of 19 weeks for a, a, a person to train in the police academy, they should be training two to three years. And part of that two or three year training, we need to talk about social work. We need to talk about mental health and we need to talk about de-escalation tactics and community relations. You can't learn all that in 19 weeks. In other countries, that's what they learn. That's what they learn. The problem, the problem with white liberals, they are, they cannot be trusted. I'm serious as hell about this today, folks. They cannot be trusted. Because these are the same ones that are sitting down with white conservatives at a country club, cutting a steak, talking about how they wives look nice and how their children play lacrosse and soccer and all this nonsense, cutting deals, Talking about gentrifying your black community. That's the truth. They are sitting. They are sitting with white conservatives, but putting a target on your black back, and putting black people. If you're consider yourself a Democrat, they put a black person on the um, on a social justice plantation. You're a black conservative. They put you on a social conservative plantation. They got the black liberal or the black Democrat talking about marching and protesting and burning candles. You got the black conservative over here talking about Planned Parenthood. And everybody broke. Everybody broke. Meanwhile, white conservatives and white liberals are buying up your block. They buying up vacant lots in your hood. And they are taking your money that your black churches put in white banks every Monday morning to regentrify your neighborhood with loan products and other products that they qualify for because your credit score sucks and you don't have enough business credit to qualify for it. You see, black lives do matter. Not just talking about black people stop, uh, black people uh, stop practicing fratricide towards each other, but black lives matter from an economic perspective. That's the part that we have to nail the hammer on. We got to start beating the drum on Black Lives Matter as it pertains to economic development. I keep telling you folks this, that the white media, which is most, which is liberal most of the time, and these, and these white folks, these white liberals who come into the hood 
talking about Black Lives Matter. They don't give a damn about you. They don't care. What they give a damn about is their personal agenda. Our agenda with Black Lives Matter is economics. We need to sustain our businesses. We need to sustain our financial institutions. We need to sustain our supply chain. And most importantly, people, our supply chain must be linked, not just in the U.S., but it must be linked to the continent of Africa, the Caribbean, and we must sustain our own ecosystem so that our lives matter economically and to create sustainability and accountability. When we have a prosperous community economically, our brothers and sisters won't be arguing in their homes. They won't be arguing as a married couple over finances. They won't be arguing and killing each other or they won't be killing each other over uh, 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 because they don't have a job. They have to sell drugs. You understand that? That's real Black Lives Matter. All this damn protesting and burning candles, this nonsense that we doing. After you protest, you still got to rebuild your community. You ain't burnt it down. Now you got to rebuild it. Money ain't, uh, it, money don't grow in trees, ladies and gentlemen. You ain't burnt the community down. Now you're begging the same white person you hate for bailout money or Corona or, or CARES Act or all this other stuff. Instead of keeping your community intact, you let these damn parasites from the suburbs come down in the hood and they ain't even really in the hood they know better not to come in the hood with that foolishness they downtown and midtown and places like that and break a few glasses and act like they freedom fighters they ain't no damn freedom fighters these people ain't dying John Lewis congressman John Lewis he just passed away now he was hitting the head with a brick this man almost lost his life many times. He saw his friends die, Dr. King, okay? C.T. Vivian died, passed away. A friend of John Lewis, passed away the same day, a few hours apart. Spiritually linked together in a civil rights movement that they were willing to give up their lives so that we can carry the torch to the next step, which is economic, movement the civil rights movement was never uh, about just social justice it was about economics that's where Whitney, brothers like Whitney Young of the National Urban League he was an executive director we don't even teach our children about Whitney Young you understand where I'm going with this people see the next see, we, it's, it's not just uh, civil rights it's silver rights. That's what my brother John Hope Bryant of Operation Hope talks about. Silver rights. An economic movement that's rooted in black women, that's rooted 
in sustainability and globalization of the African diaspora. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? We have these tools and we have these tools like Bomalink, right? From my brother, uh, Shola Salako, right? The CEO of Bomalink, we have Bomalink. You know, that's the Africa LinkedIn. You should set up a profile, Bomalink.com. This is a 21st century tool, ladies and gentlemen, our personal platform to build the next movement, silver rights. Okay, can I get an amen? Silver rights, right? That's rooted in the globalization of the African diaspora. Link with tools like Bumalink and GABA. A team of full, a team of experts that have come together to save you, your black lie. Your black life. Real Black Lives Matter movement is rooted in sustainable economic development. Because after you get done burning down stuff and burning down the burning down the houses and the buildings and all that stuff and breaking a few glass and pissing on the ground and fighting the police, guess what? It's still business as usual. sitting here crying about crying about oh injustice the white man you begging white folks to give you respect no sir no no hell no no we're not here to beg white people to give us respect we are here to build our own sustainable ecosystem and if white folks want to interfere with our ecosystem they will be met with death period I know I'm preaching to a choir. I need to start passing the plate tonight. And the reason I speak as strong as I'm speaking is because black people got to stop begging people that don't look like them for forgiveness and begging them to respect them as a human being and getting on their knees. We can, we are part of an African diaspora. We don't have to beg no damn white person, Chinese person, Japanese person, or anybody. We don't have to uh, accept uh, uh, black inferiority. Hell, you can't talk about Black Lives Matter from an economic standpoint if we're not gonna talk about black men and black women loving each other and supporting one another and understanding that there is a chain of command in the universe where when I get to a certain age, I have to start educating the generation behind me. And they have to do the same. You see where I'm going with this, everybody? See where I'm going with this? We have to stop. We don't have time. All this begging, I see, I, I guess, I've never been a person to beg white folks or anybody. I'm educated and, and, and articulate enough to speak my peace with authority, moral and otherwise, period. I don't get on my knees and beg white folks, oh, please forgive us, please uh, accept us. Acceptance, hell, 
how the hell you want to uh, accept white folks to accept you? You can't even accept your own sister. You can't accept your own brother. Hell, there will never be, there will never be a strong economic power base within the black community if our black relationships are not intact. We never want to talk about that. That's the truth. And what I'm saying is you can't become wealthy, not rich, wealthy, because you could be rich today and be broke tomorrow. Wealthy if you don't have a system of networks and a system of people and a system that makes sense, that's that is spiritually rooted and morally focused to become a millionaire. People, Black Lives Matter, when we talk about the financial sustainability, when we talk about economic development, when we're talking about understanding the role of the black woman, that's when black lives really matter. Because without the black woman in our community, there'll be no black lives. You guys are sitting around here you know, you guys are sitting around here, uh, uh, have allowed the media and all these other entities to reshape black lives with white folks, white liberals. And white liberals are not your friends, I'm sorry. They are the same ones that tell you, hey, let's go smash the system. Hey, go throw a brick in through that building right there. Hey, go do so-and-so. They want you to perpetuate a crime and to keep you on a damn plantation while they are getting rich off your ignorance. That's the damn truth. You got black conservatives and black liberal and black liberals arguing about things that don't matter. And their white liberal and white conservative counterparts are gentrifying neighborhoods, writing laws to benefit them or introducing bills to, uh, that, that's going to law to benefit them, enforcing the law to benefit them, and your ass remain powerless. That's the truth. That's the reality. We have to stop being played, black people. This Black Lives Matter stuff is no more than a, uh, a facade for white folks. The real Black Lives Matter is an economic movement. And that's the part that white folks don't want you to talk about is economics. As long as you are angry and, and, and you fighting for other rights, whether it's LGBTQ or, or feminism or other things in, in that paradigm and there and got you not focused on black economics as it pertains to uplifting your community with a sustainable, uh, with a sustainable plan, okay, that's connected to Africa, that's connected to the Caribbean, that's connected to other parts uh, of of the globe. Whether you're a Black Canadian, they don't want to talk about that because that's too much like right. They want to keep you angry. Listen, let me tell you something. 
and the global african business association we don't have time to be angry what we do have time for is to build bridges with the resources that are on the table so that we can move our brothers and sisters to the next step whether you are whether you consider yourself a baby boomer or a gen z we are here to assist we don't have time to get out there cry moan and complain what we do have time for is to open businesses open community development culture arts steam agriculture grocery stores and we have enough time to educate you in the community so that you could become a servant with this black lives matter from an economic movement perspective hey this is akindalea kinyami i'm the president and ceo of the global african business association for more information go to gabanetwork.com that's g-a-b-a-n-e-t-w-o-r-k.com to learn more about the global african business association